As the Coachella Valley continues to grow as an entertainment and cultural empire in the California desert cities, Mutual 111 is your go-to for local and regional arts, literature, music, special events, and theater. From the Mutual Broadcasting System Studios in Palm Springs, it's The Desert Scene with Bonnie G. And welcome to The Desert Scene on our new home, Mutual111.com. Happy to be with you, and I'm so pleased to welcome to the show a veteran a guest of The Desert Scene, Michael Shaw, who is the Artistic direct- Director at Desert Performs, and he's got a whole new season lined up. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good, Bonnie. How are you? Good, good, good. Yes, haven't talked to you in a while. So, let's talk about this season. Um, oh, but we're excited. Um, I wanted to just tell you real quick, I uh, uh, I missed your opening night, and I, I had every intention of showing up because I bought tickets and um, fell a little under the weather, so I couldn't meet you guys um, for your opening night for Razzle Dazzle, but I heard it was a great success. It was. Well, you know, you have other chances. I know you've got your own theater going, but maybe hopefully if one of the dates works, we do it twice a month, so hopefully maybe we'll see it down yeah. the road. No, okay. it's always on my calendar, so. Well, thank you. All right, so your, yeah. your season, you're starting off November 3rd, the Thanksgiving play. Tell, yes. us, tell us about that. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving play closed on Broadway in May, just this past year. Um, it is a comedy written by Larissa Fasthorse, who is the first Native American woman to get produced on Broadway. So it's a big deal, wow. obviously, for her, for her community. Um, and we're thrilled to bring it to Palm Springs. It's appropriate uh, in that it does open uh, during um, uh, Native American Month, Heritage Month. Uh, we have Thanksgiving. And basically, in a nutshell, it's this well-meaning high school drama department uh, teachers trying to write the Thanksgiving pageant mm. for elementary school students. Right. Um, but to try to be faithful to the actual story, but be politically correct in that anyway, it ends up being hysterically funny. It's a satire based on this troupe of terminally woke teaching artists mm. trying to create a pageant that somehow manages to like celebrate both Turkey Day and Native American Heritage Month. And it goes terribly wrong. That sounds great. <laughs> what a great idea. Oh, oh it's, it's wonderfully fun. We have a wonderful cast. We start rehearsals, um, gosh, October 9th, right okay. around the corner. Okay. So um, we're really, really excited. That'll, that'll open our season um, November 3rd, and that'll run for two weeks. And a couple things that are new for us this season um, is that we're adding a performance. Our audiences continue to grow, and we ran out of room at the theater, so we've added a Sunday evening performance. So we're actually doing five shows a week. Wow, that's great. Which is a big jump for us, so we're real excited about that. All right, then in January, what the Constitution means to me. All right, tell us about that. Um, uh, It was written by Heidi Schreck. Heidi Schreck actually starred in it on Broadway. Um, Basically, the story of a young 15-year-old high school student um, wins the constitutional debate competition uh, in the uh, United States. And in this somewhat hopeful and hilariously um, achingly human new play, she resurrects her teenage self in order to trace the profound relationship between four generations of women and the founding document, the Constitution, that shaped their lives. So it basically addresses truly what does the Constitution mean, specifically in this case, 
to today's American women. Yeah. And how it affects them and how it was written, you know, it was written by white men. <laughs> Hello. Yes. <laughs> with, with very little, with very little um, uh, understanding of who it would affect down the line. So mm-hmm. it addresses the the many questions that the Constitution raises when it comes to Americans who aren't white and male. <laughs> yes. You know, um, coming off of Roe versus Wade and all of that, this really is incredibly timely. Um, but even even more so, it is uh, it's an incredible venue for it's an avenue for a wonderful actress to just really speak her mind and speak her voice and to hear the voice of um, the female American dealing with so many things uh, today. Mm-hmm. The, um, the play uh, was a Tony Award nominee. It was a Nobel Award winner. It was the Pulitzer Prize finalist in 2019. So it's an incredibly um, awarded piece. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Just, oh, it's it's an amazing piece. Yeah. And um, so we have we just finished casting for that, and we're bringing in a, a wonderful actress uh, from Los Angeles to do it, and we can't wait. All right, and then in March, a case for the existence of God. I just, you know, I just have to stop and say for a minute, Michael. We, you know, I've known you for years, and I've had you interviewed you many times. You do such a great job of choosing material for the theater that really is timely and interesting, and and makes you think. So I just have to say. Thank you, and congratulations for that. Thank I just had you. to throw that, that in there. Thank you. That <laughs> All right. means a lot. That so, means a lot. A case so for the existence of God. Yeah. So um, last season, this past season, we did Samuel Hunter's A Bright New Boise. And uh, he's one of my favorite playwrights. If I'm looking at playwrights um, over the years, I have a lot of respect for his writing. Um, he touches upon a lot of universal themes. But he also comes from a background that's very similar that I can tap into that I relate to growing up in a small town, growing up in a conservative um, uh, evangelical household. He draws upon those themes a lot. This is kind of a diversion away from that because he has a tendency to write towards, you know, write about those things. He's the playwright who wrote um, not only Bright New Boise, but also wrote the play and the screenplay to The Whale which was a huge success oh, yeah. in the movie theaters last year and yeah. was featured at the, um, the film festival. Right. So I'm excited to do this work. Um, very small show, two-hander, uh, takes place in a cubicle where two people kind of meet unexpectedly <clears throat> and they choose to bring each other into their fragile worlds, um, one being a black gay man, one being a white single father trying to do the right thing for his daughter um, while dealing with the divorce. And it deals with family issues, but from two totally different aspects. Right, right. Um, and two very, very different uh, communities. Mm-hmm. So um, the brilliant thing about it is it takes place, the entire play takes place in an office cubicle. It's mm-hmm. very isolating yeah. and very simple and very um, confining in its staging. So it, it speaks to just uh, a sense of loneliness that is only overcome by the, the relationship that this these two men connection bonding yeah. yes. connection yeah um, and it's Samuel Hunter who was one of my favorite playwrights and big plug um, he's actually coming opening night and doing a talk back for us opening weekend oh that's fabulous so we're yeah. incredibly excited that he's coming out so that's a big deal for us we're, we're, we're thrilled we're all right thrilled. and then in april mr parker 
Tell us about that. Mr. Parker comes on the heels of us doing Daniel's Husband, which was probably our most successful show ever in our 15 years. Wow. Uh, Mr. Parker is written by Michael McKeever, who was the writer for Daniel's Husband, and takes a different storyline, but it is an LGBT story about a 54-year-old man named Terry Parker who finds himself at this kind of important juncture in his life. He's lost his partner of 30 years who has passed away, and he's single now, and he's trying to adjust to the world that has moved on really without him. Mm-hmm. And then so Top of the Play starts out where he's been out the night before, kind of carousing out on the town for the first time, and wakes up next to a 28-year-old bartender slash Uber driver. <laughs> and the relationship <laughs> continues to grow over the weeks as he's, navigating his new life as a single man, but he's trying to make a connection. And this young man comes into his life. The young man truly really has a, a unique connection to this man. Mm-hmm. Um, although he's you know, many years his senior, but on top of it, there's a sister-in-law who is the sister of the deceased partner. She's running the estate of the deceased partner and is supposed to be doing it with Terry, Terry Parker but Terry's wrapped up in this young guy. Ah. And so there's a clash between him trying to have this relationship with this young guy and the sister-in-law going, what are you doing? We have a dedicated stuff to do. Yeah. We've got stuff to do. You're carousing around with somebody who is 20 plus years, your junior. And so there's all that. And the thing is that I think it speaks to this community because many of us have gone through this very thing Mm -hmm. um, um, or been in a long-term relationship and lost that relationship either to death or divorce or whatever. And how do we do that? How do we do that in a community that really, really strives for, you know, connection? We always Mm -hmm. want, we want to always find that connection, whether you're gay or straight, it's like, how do I do this now? Because I've been with one person for for so long and now I'm kind of thrown into the ocean Mm -hmm. and like, okay, now you have like an inner tube Go swim to that island. And right. you're like, oh, will I find anybody there? And yeah. all of that. So yeah. it really does kind of speak to the pressures of being middle-aged and gay and alone mm-hmm. in today's America. Yeah. So, Michael, are you directing any of these? Uh, yes, I'm directing Thanksgiving Play. Okay. And I'm directing a Case for the Existence of God. Okay. okay. And this year, we're bringing back a Randy Brenner, He's uh, directing Mr. Parker, and he he directed a funny thing happened on the way to the oncology. Oh, great! Yes, cancer comedy. That was fabulous. Yeah. So he's coming back. Yeah, thank you. He's coming back, and he's going to direct Mr. Parker. And then we're introducing a new director to our team, Craig Wells, who directed Hand to God for CB Rep last season. Ah, which was fabulous. And he's joining us this year, and he will be doing what the Constitution means to me. So we're thrilled to bring in new talent. Um, and it's all local talent, which is really, really exciting. And Jimmy Cuomo is coming back as our set designer. He's fabulous. Yay. Yeah, he is. He is. And he's pulling double duty because he's working with CB rep and he's working with us. And we're lucky to have him as is, you know, um, it kind of builds on the community of theater here. I mean, Mm -hmm. we share a lot of resources. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to kind of say was we did something this season, this summer, that I'm sure you're, you were aware of, is we did our first unified audition where all the theater companies, most, yeah. from the Valley got together and did a unified audition. Fabulous idea, yes. yes. It was three days of camaraderie and friendships bonding and 
seeing talent locally and just kind of really saying, hey, we're a vital source of talent and entertainment in this small little valley. Um, and it was really, it was just really great. It was, mm-hmm. we had such a great time, saw some great people, saw a lot of new people and really just kind of reaffirmed our goals as a theater community to kind of say to the world, Hey, come to Palm Springs. Cause you're going to see great stuff. Yeah. Do you know, do you know, is that going to be an annual thing? That large, the group audition? We certainly, we certainly hope so. Cause it was so successful. Yeah. Um, it'd be silly not to do it. Right. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Um, yeah. I know that everybody uh, really had a great time. So um, I would imagine and we haven't yeah. talked about it yet, but I would imagine we'll continue to do it because okay. it was so um, it was so successful and inspiring and a lot of good things. Right. A lot of things, a lot of wonderful things came out yeah. of it. All right, Michael, where can people go to get tickets? Oh, yes. So tickets sell fast. So, oh my God, tickets are going through the roof right now. So yeah. call the box office Tuesday through Friday, uh, 760-322-0179. Press one and you'll be connected to Suzanne, our box office manager. She's in the office Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., where you can go online to www.desartperforms.org and you can buy tickets and season passes. And we've introduced a new Flex Pass, which gives you total freedom to use vouchers however and whenever you want for the season. Excellent. I um, love that. Fabulous. So we're just trying to, yeah, we're just trying to trying to grow it's amazing we're in our 16th year bonnie and i can't believe that wow I can't either. it's just hard to believe and, it's like well michael know. shaw thank you you were the such a great interview i just ask you a question you roll with it but i love listen thank you so much and congratulations sounds like a, a wonderful season looking forward to it and thanks for joining us as always we really appreciate always, it always always my dear take care thank all you. right thank you we'll see you next time on the desert scene Join us again for The Desert Scene with Bonnie G from Mutual 111. Be sure to visit thedesertscene.com for more show information and mutual111.com for our full library of episodes.